0: Welcome to Sunday Shares, a segment under My Biased Heart Devotionals. This podcast aims to share Christ-centered reflections so that we can grow together in God's love and share His Word with others. This is Aini, and let's start today's episode. Today we'll be looking into Luke chapter 15, verses 25 to 32. I've titled today's reflection as, What we think we deserve. Almost everyone knows about the parable of the prodigal son. About the younger one who asked for his portion, squandered it all, and then came back, begged for forgiveness. And then his father welcomed him with open arms as if nothing happened. When I first read the parable of the prodigal son, the lesson of the story never stuck to me. Because I was feeling for the eldest or the first son. Like, all I could think about was, wait, he was such a faithful servant. Or he was such a faithful son. So why aren't we celebrating him? And yeah, why are you giving this portion to the second son? He already had his portion. So it's technically not fair that you give him more now. Because he already asked for it. The father gave it. And then you're giving him more, wait, it's just not fair. That's all I could think about. It wasn't fair. I was so stuck about the fairness of portions that I failed to realize or I failed to see the moral of the story about the celebration that there is when someone who lost their path or someone who went astray is such a good or wonderful celebration when they come back to the Father's love. Now, as I was praying and reflecting on this parable years back, I know it was God um, talking and reaching unto me, making me understand why it took a while for me to understand the message he was trying to relay. And um, the first point is, it was never about the eldest son in the first place or to make it more relatable, it was never about you and it is never about me. In a world of so many people with so many talents, it can be so easy to get caught up in trying to make yourself shine and trying to make ourselves stand out, that to bluntly put it, we become too self-absorbed. We get so caught up with our own achievements that we need the spotlight on us first before we acknowledge the goodness in others. Now it says here in verse 25, now his older son was in the field and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing and he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. A classic example of being too self-absorbed is being too scared to ask, being too busy to care, He had asked one of the servants to look instead of doing it himself. He could have so easily done it himself, checking what was going on by going into the house and seeing what the celebration was. Instead, he had to ask his servants to do it for him. Like in the real world, like where we are now, technology is so evolving that if we wanted to reach out to someone, we could just so easily send a text message, Facebook message, there's WhatsApp, Instagram, whatever messaging platform there is. There's so many means to say hi, to show someone we care in the best possible way that we can at that particular moment. Now, what could have prevented him from doing that? I think the eldest son may already know what was happening but he may have been in denial with what was going on. It could have been his pride stopping him to go and check for himself. I think many of us can relate to this missing out on a lot of things simply because we cannot tend to our pride that we always have to be the first ones to know and if we weren't then we weren't going to attend that invitation. Moving on to verse 27, And he said to him, Your brother has come and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. Verse 28, But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him. Verse 29, But he answered his father, Look, these many years I have served you and I never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. Verse 30, But when the son of yours came, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. Reading this verse years back, I was so totally with the eldest son. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He never left your side. Why aren't you giving him the fattened calf? And why didn't you give him any goat? And I think we all can relate to this, that we all do something so good or we do something grand. It goes unnoticed. So if we see that someone gets the thing that we've always wanted or we always asked for, we think that, hey, stop. You don't deserve that. I do. Most of the time, we have set the bar so high for others, forgetting that when God gave His Son to die on the cross for us, there were no exemptions. When Jesus died on the cross for our sins, He did not say, well, except the one who wasn't able to attend my crucifixion, or except the one who did a lot of wrongs, except for the one who lied, except for the one who couldn't attend Sunday service or accept this and that. No, there weren't any exceptions. When Jesus died on the cross, he did that for all of us. He didn't say who deserved more or who deserves less. We should let go of the mentality that we deserve more than someone else. We should stop saying, what about me? And instead think of what else can I do to help? Also, his father still invited him to the celebration, right? But the older son refused to join in. When we try to picture the situation, we can see that he was actually the one missing out. Because he let his pride in the way, because he thinks he deserved more. He didn't want to join in the party. I bet there was lots of food, I bet there was lots of wine, so when he said no, it wasn't a loss for the father or even of his younger brother, it was his loss. He was missing out from the happiness that was going inside the house. And it made me think, am I missing out? because I think I deserve something better than what God has to offer? Am I missing out on the goodness that God is giving simply because I think that there's something more that I need to have than what God can give? Think of it like you're celebrating your birthday and someone gives you a cupcake because that's all that they can give you at that moment. But you say no because you deserve a big cake. And really it's a gift. Why are we demanding more from what someone is giving you? It's actually so selfish and so unkind to do that. And it's almost the same with God, with, with what God has to offer us. Are we saying no to some things he's asking us to do simply because we think we need to do something better, something grander than what he has planned for us? Sometimes he puts us in situations where he wants us to grow, but we're saying no because we think we deserve something better or we think that the talents that we have needs a platform that must be recognized more. But in spite of how we act or the past decisions that we've made, it's amazing how God still accepts us and still invites us into the banquet that He has to offer. In verse 31, And He said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. What a beautiful promise this father gave his eldest son. In spite of how he acted, in spite of declining his invitation, God is still giving that promise that everything I have is yours. I am not taking your obedience for granted. I am not overlooking what you've done for me, my child. All that I have is yours. I think one of the reasons why we think we deserve more than others is because we're scared that when God gives something to someone else, there would be less of that for us. We think that there would be less love left for us. Like, imagine this with me. Imagine a big pizza Uh, a pizza sliced into eight pieces, and then let's just say I would give five to my best friend, so that would leave three for me. We think of God's love in that portion, sadly, but God's love is more than what, what we can equate in human terms. He doesn't love me more and someone less, and vice versa. He doesn't love the one who has the highest rank in church the most and then the one who attends church service less. No, he loves you and I equally. He loves you and I whole. There's no such thing as receiving more blessings because we did the most hours in church or we received the most grace because we helped a lot of people. It doesn't work that way because when Jesus died on the cross, He didn't divide His grace onto us because none of us deserve His grace. All of us has fallen short in the glory of God. All of us are sinners and no one can cast the first stone. So who are we to say that we deserve more than someone else? Verse 32, It was fitting to celebrate and be glad. For this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. We should stop practicing judgment on others because we ourselves are sinners. If you already are following Christ, then good. Let's make room for others to enjoy what we have now. Envy. Is an emotion the enemy has decided to inflict on us to stop the grace that God is giving us. And the antidote to envy is gratitude. Being grateful for what we already have. For being grateful for all the provisions the Lord has made for us. So instead of getting jealous of what others have received, Let's celebrate with them. Instead of judging what other people have done wrong in their past, let's help them build themselves up again. Let's help people return to God's love. Let's help them realize that we are here to help, that we are not here to criticize, but we are here to help them build the confidence of God's love in them. In a world so full of what about me, let's become the ones who says, what can I do to help? And in a world that has set the bar so high for others, let's be the ones who bridge the gap. Let's be the one who helps bring people closer to God. Let's be the light that people have been longing to see in the darkest days of their lives. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you once again for this reminder that your grace is enough for us, that there is no competition between any of us, that you love us all equally. Thank you as well, Lord God, for using us as instruments of your ministry here on earth. We pray, Lord, that more people will know you better and deeply That more people will hear your word and they will not see me, but see you through the messages that you are allowing us to understand. Thank you for today, Lord. Continue to nourish and guide us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. God bless you always.